You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Aloha, everyone. Right, How's it back. going? Only back for today, guys. We get <laughs> too excited. I don't think people well, really miss me that much. Forgot our custom. You haven't gotten that long. Well, just trying to just talk to the audience. Maybe not to you. Tuxedo's been doing a good job, though, taking <laughs> yes, over, has. right? I love it. He's doing a great job. Yeah. He's doing an awesome job. Thank you. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you, Tuxedo. It's Tuxedo. No, I like said a... Tuxedo. Oh, I heard Tuxedo. <laughs> But he's doing a great job. So thank you. Thank it's you. It's a Linux you guys reference. Yes, I know. He's <laughs> we talked about a, it. I'm such a hardcore Linux guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, well, now I am getting more hardcore. You know. I now have my de-Googled um, Android phone. Oh, wow. Which is very, very, very nice of Jake. Yes, round, Jake. round of applause to Jake. Yes, yeah, so we met him down at Monerotopia. Super cool guy. Uh, he was on this week's Monero Talk. Highly recommend checking that out. Um, he's just just a he's he's just your atypical Monero guy, right? Yep. Cool like, dude. He'll take the shirt off his back to give it to you, type of guy. Such such a nice guy. Yeah, met him at a Monero Topia time, and he helped us out a lot. It's really awesome. Yeah, and within the first like five minutes of meeting him, he gave me this phone, which is amazing because it's like something I always wanted to do but never did. So he set it all up for me. He gave me a Pixel Six uh, that's running Graphene on it. Um, I know, buddy. I know you have your opinions of. I think you're pro graphene, right? I don't. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, I know uh, some people like Calyx, some people like graphene. Um, but most importantly, now I have it and I have it up and running, which is really nice. It just feels only good. took them a month. Well, oh, yeah, no, like, first time we came it, back, I didn't even open the a phone lot for faster than you months. Because I'm busy, man. Years. I'm busy, but not right now. It's it's like so beautiful, so pure. So like, I just have session on here, which uh, um um you know move. So I'm going to keep this very clear, you know, I got my Monero.com and I just recently downloaded Monero which I've never tried out because I was always using my iPhone. What a perfect cake. day to start. But I figured now that I have Android, I, I could try out the purest version of Monero So uh, we could talk with Andreas about that. Uh, sent myself my first Monero payment to my Monero But I'm loving this. This is fantastic. And he actually... Uh, he has a website where he sells these. Get I don't know if you want to put it in the. It's getgrapheneos.com. Oh, if you want to look at it, it's right here. It. Get and then graphene g r a p h n e o s dot com. There you go. So he's selling. You know, for those of you who are kind of like me that are into the privacy thing but aren't super techy, he does all the all the hard work for you. So whole like. You know, you could you pay with Monero and he'll send you a Pixel 6 phone with graphene setup. Or I think he even has an option. You can, you can buy a phone or you could send it to him and then he'll de-Google it and put graphene. Which I guess this isn't the, you know, the best way to proceed. I guess the best way to proceed is you do it on your own, obviously. But 
I don't know. You hooked me up. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's great. And now I'm actually using it. It's like the most important thing, right? <laughs> so there's that. What else? What else should we announce? What else should we talk about? Oh, Monero Con. Oh yeah, Monero Con coming up very soon. Yeah. That's like so what? Now. Like two weeks away? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks away. Two wow. weekends away. Yep. So you can if you haven't bought your tickets yet, you could use code Monero Monero Talk twenty three to get a percent off. Maybe type it in the Monero Talk twenty three for twenty two percent off. So that's very exciting. Excited for that. Um, I think so, that's that's all like kind of the the housekeeping, right? Yeah, that that's it. Um, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Just buy your tickets if you haven't. We're gonna be there. We're looking forward to them there. Go to my com and oh, yo. I guess one last thing is um. We're going to be uh, uh, we're going to be sharing or publishing our talks slowly, slowly starting oh, next yes. week. So okay. I made a little ta- um, website. Well, go to monerotopia.com slash videos and they should be there or listen to our show and you'll find out when they be published. Yeah, we'll be posting them all on YouTube. Yeah, but they'll the be directly here. These are the pl- accordingly. And if you haven't checked out Monerotopia 22, we have really good content there, too. But. Starting next week, we're going to be starting to publish all our Monero Topia Mexico cities. Put up be like on the lookout. Two yeah. a week or something. Yeah, we're going to be doing two a week because there right, are a sweet. lot. So yeah, just be on the lookout. We'll be tweeting it on Reddit, and um, if not there, just go to our website. Check out all the videos there when you want. Very sweet. Oh, and the the Nodo guys. Oh, we're you know um, pre-sale is still going on. If you're interested in it, check it out. I won. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> Although we're kind of getting crushed because we're accepting Monero for the purchases and Monero has plummeted in value, but yeah. we'll continue to do that. So now would be a good time to buy one, right? Hopefully yep. Monero won't go much lower. I mean, a good time for us. So it check that a- out, MoneroNodo.com. I think we have 11 people that have ordered so far. We want to, I want to get like at least 30 pre-sales going. Uh, we have hit a few bumps in the road. Uh, I won't get into the details with that. I'm going to have Abdullah on probably next week, the guy who's running this project, running the, the technicals of it. So he'll come on, he'll describe everything about the Noto and say what's, talk about what's going on and what we could expect it to actually ship. Uh, but yeah, moving full speed ahead on that. We have some bumps in the road, but nothing that's going to completely derail us. So if you want to help with the project, the best way to help is to actually purchase one. And God forbid something doesn't work out for whatever reason, you know, we'll return all, all the Monero sent to us for everybody that pre-ordered. Uh, but we are, I would say, like 80% of the way there. Like we're getting close. So I don't I don't foresee this not working out. Um, and that's it. Yeah, I think that's really it. Yeah, let's, let's kick off the, the show. Get body up here. The Monerotopia Price Report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer-to-peer. Hello, hello, Body. How's it going? Hey, Body, what's up, man? Chilling. Always. And, <laughs> despite, despite what's going on in, in crypto price land? Well, I mean, it's, it's really not that surprising. We're not quite broken, like completely broken down yet. Depends on which chart you want to look at. Bitcoin's still kind of hanging out here in this little wedge formation. Um, I put out a warning on, I think it was Tuesday on Twitter. I said, hey, uh, you know, just be careful. It's time to start thinking in protection mode. So uh, I did see that. I did see that. So, yeah, you got to follow body, guys, if you, if you want to move your money around fast enough. I mean, I've been pretty divided over the past, let's just say, two weeks now. 
like, okay, we, we, we came up here, things, you know, I, I was kind of hoping we'd break a little bit higher up than we did. And then crypto just diverged downwards from stocks. Stocks have kept going up. Crypto's just been going down, down, down. Um, and then with the news, you know, with the SEC just deciding to sue everyone and their grandma, uh, you know, people have been kind of nervous. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it took another big hit recently in the last 24 hours right so was there was there more negative news that i'm not aware i mean obviously i know the listings uh and then yeah the sec went after binance and then just was it this it was this week right it was early this week when they announced that they're going after coinbase right yeah i think it was um like was it monday i guess it was monday but i feel like another hammer dropped or i guess that was just that's just the price itself the not not necessarily more bad news so the first, I think the first bad news was they sued Binance and then they sued Coinbase. And then the, to me, the worst part is they, um, they're seeking an injunction against Binance to freeze all of their assets. Now, as much as I dislike CZ and the fraud and fakery that goes on there, freezing their assets is probably like the worst outcome for their victims. I mean, customers, um, <laughs> although if you still have funds on Binance after all this, like that's kind of your fault if your stuff gets frozen, right? Like you, you just shouldn't be on Binance. And there's been, I mean, after FTX and after all the exchange failures and all the bankruptcies of the past year, like if you're still holding funds on the exchange, if you lose them, it's probably your fault. I mean, we always get new people coming into crypto, so there could be people that just don't know. Um, but yeah, so it was that injunction. Binance is seeking, I'm sorry, the SEC is seeking an injunction against Binance to freeze all of their assets. And this is Binance, like all Binance, not just Binance US. Um, effectively, what they're saying is that CZ has been like the proxy administrator or proxy CEO of Binance US, and they've been slushing funds around and, and a bunch of other stuff. So markets hate uncertainty, and that's what we have right now. We, we, we really don't know how this is going to turn out. Um, I saw a good meme where, you know, the um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs meme where the guy's got the rope around his neck, you know, like first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, was, it like had all the all the shit coins that were, you know, that were being delisted. Like, yeah, you know, Monero's here first time. Yeah. Uh, although yeah, so that movie does end with him actually getting hung. <laughs> so, womp womp. Alert. <laughs> but you can't hang Monero, right? You can't kill it. You can't kill it. Um, um, so I guess, yeah, but... BNB is probably being wrecked, right? I'm just looking at that right now. Yeah, actually, you know, let's, uh, let's yeah. take a look. Um, I, I, I can't share your charts. I don't know. If oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I was not sure. Share screen. Anybody who's listening on Spaces, obviously the best way to catch this is on YouTube so you can see Body's charts. Or you can see the video on Twitter too, right? Don't we also stream it on Twitter as a video? Senior? Yeah, it should be. Okay. Yeah, now it should Wait. be. It's being streamed. I didn't know you could stream videos on Twitter. That's cool. Yeah, because we yeah, use StreamYard, so it's very so easy. So it simultaneously streams on Twitter. Obviously, we have the spaces too, but then... Yeah, on Twitch. Just... Yeah, for those that don't want to use, use Twitch, Twitter. But yeah, it's playing live on Twitter as well. Yeah, so All technically, right. as of right now... So, um, you know, I don't I don't really have a whole lot of like... I don't know. I guess you could say I find myself a bit unprepared today in the sense that I, I'm not going to be able to make any good predictions on where this market goes because um, it's like a wounded beast can still like a wounded bull can still swipe up, right? Like this thing can still pump. Um, there's no reason it can't. But for me, I started exiting positions um, really at the beginning of this week. I said, after after everything that's happened and it's just been down, down, down for crypto, I prefer to see setups that are significantly more, I don't know, just more clear. I, I like seeing more clarity on the market. To me, January was a very clear opportunity to get in the market and it seemed very clear to just sort of ride it out. Um, at this point, like 
okay, we, we could find a bottom. That could happen. Um, but at the same time, maybe we don't. It's really hard to say which one. So I, I would rather just kind of play it safe, lock my gains in, and then wait for a better setup. Um, but you can kind of see here with the Bitcoin chart, for example, this is really just a descending wedge. And these wedges tend to break to the upside. It's possible that we could see something like this happen and then come up here. Um, there are sort of slightly longer term problems in the sense that, um, so if we have, let's go to the weekends here. So the thick white line is the, um, you know, kind of like the most shallow way that we could connect 2015 to the present action. And we basically broken down from that. On the shorter time frame, you can also see that um, this is kind of a bit of a, a slightly dubiously drawn line. Maybe, um, maybe we can go to Bitcoin plus ETH because I like this chart better. Um, yeah, so this line feels a little bit more uh, valid to me right there. Um, so anyways, just kind of a long way of saying that, you know, that it's the game isn't over. Like the, it's, it's not like it's doom and gloom here, uh, but there is significantly more risk in the market. The other thing that I'm looking at that, that I think is important to point out is um, the NASDAQ and the S&P are coming up on some very important resistance levels. So we talked about this guy and maybe it doesn't matter because we're like, <laughs> crypto is just not being correlated to stocks for a while, but um, you know, those correlations come and go. Anyway, so we're looking here at a Bollinger Band and this is the 500 period Bollinger Band. So that's, that would be the 500 day Bollinger Band. And the NASDAQ is basically starting to get within range of the top of that. Um, you could try and plug in a bunch of different numbers, like we could go down to 400. You'll see that that drops a little bit. We could try and go up to like maybe 700. Um, and you'll notice that 500 is about the highest that any Bollinger Band really goes. NASDAQ. It's, it's like the top of the standard deviation. So Bollinger Bands, for those that don't know, are just standard deviation. So the orange line here would be the 500 moving average. And then the upper line would be the first standard deviation and the lower first standard deviation. You can change this, but to me, it's arbitrary when you start saying, let's look at the two standard deviation or the three standard deviation. That's um, that, that's arbitrary. You're just doing an arbitrary multiplier and I don't really like that. Um, so at any rate, the, the point is that from a, a statistical perspective, um, the moving standard deviations top out for the NASDAQ right around here. And we have kind of a similar story with, um, <clears throat> with the S&P 500 as well. Um, you can see that the S&P is basically reaching the top of that August pump that happened last year. So we're coming up against some pretty important resistance levels for the stock market as well. Um, so it, I am concerned about whether or not crypto needs to take is going to start sort of this big pullback that I've been expecting. Um, if you all remember kind of at the end of last year, beginning of this year, I said, hey, we're looking to catch a big movement to the upside. It should be long lived. It should be sustained. And over the past weeks, I've, I've kind of been um, I've been suspicious over whether or not this thing could be over. Uh, largely, I was still holding just because it seems like, hey, you know, this area down here is a very likely candidate for an ultimate low of the bear market. Um, you know, and on long enough time frames, we should continue going up. Uh, obviously, we've got the, um, uh, the regression analysis. You know, we're kind of like sitting here in between these lines, but just just be aware that like if we come down and touch this line, like that's 31% down for Bitcoin. And if Bitcoin goes down that much, how much do some of these altcoins go? Now, hypothetically, we could go up, you know, maybe try and get up above this line. If you remember last week, we were kind of comparing to uh, like the 2015, 2016 bear market um, or the end of the bear market where we kind of just like oscillated between that line. You'll, you'll notice here, there was almost an entire year of just like flat movement, right? 
Um, I mean, relatively flat. What would that be? 43%, which for, for crypto for Bitcoin is, is actually pretty flat. So anyways, the point is that, um, you know, we can still be out of the bear market, but I mean, there's nothing saying that we couldn't just kind of slowly bleed out for a period of time until bouncing up. Um, it might take all the way until next year. So to me, it, it seems like the biggest gains, that there's a good chance that the biggest gains, at least for now, are kind of um, have come and gone and that we might be in like a sort of stagnant market for, for a period of time. So that's just something that y'all need to be prepared for if you're going to hodl. Um, like I said, we, we haven't fully broken everything down on the larger trend here, at least, um, you know, on the weeks to months long time frame, which is this descending wedge. There's the possibility it could break out. If it does, um, I'm probably looking at opportunities to exit if it does. One thing that I'm seeing out there a bit more, I'm actually seeing more uh, bullishness. I'm seeing people that have been kind of hesitant. They're starting to be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's time to get in. You know, oh, this is just FUD, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to get in the market now. And I'm seeing a little bit more of that. So, uh, you know, that's a small point. Again, you don't want to trade off of social sentiment. That's typically a bad thing to do unless you're like have access to loads of information and you're data processing it. You know, like this guy named Cliff Hyde did that in 2017, 2018. Um, it was pretty clever what he did. And he was able to call a whole bunch of shit coins before each one would pump up because he would like, he had bots that would just crawl these forums. Like he would call, he would go into a gardening forum and his bots would pull information and he would just be looking for mentions of like altcoins and stuff. Probably that's not so good anymore because, um, you know, you've got bots putting out information for altcoins. You've got all the shills out there and their shill bots and their shill bot armies. So it's probably not as reliable, but back then it was like, um, okay, we're looking at Bitcoin dominance right here. Uh, we can see Bitcoin dominance has now made a break to the upside. These lines right here, 52, 50%, I've, you know, on a long-term basis, I really have expected that we should, at least the, the technicals would say, the, the technicals on this chart would indicate that we should be coming up to these levels. Um, so like the 52% level. There's, um, again, there's kind of like Bollinger Bands up there, right, statistical levels. But you can also see just um, this was important for, uh, for Bitcoin dominance back in the last bear market, 2018, 2019. Um, also another kind of important area. Really, this whole area right here is important for obvious reasons, that sort of horizontal areas. So we're kind of in that now. Um, it wouldn't be surprising to watch Bitcoin uh, pounce a little bit more. We've seen the Bitcoin-Ethereum ratio has taken a bit of, uh, of a dip here overnight, basically. So Ethereum on long-term basis, I think, is going to continue going up. The, the chart is strong. The fundamentals are there. Um, so it, we're... The Ethereum Bitcoin ratio is basically trying to like break out of this one last spot right there. So it hit some resistance. It's fallen back down. I would expect this to maybe do something like that and then come back to the upside. It could do it tomorrow. It, it could do it next month. We, we don't really know exactly, but ultimately this chart looks like that should go up. Um, let's take a look at Monero. I, I didn't want to go because I'm really sad about, about this wick down here, about this last candle. So we had like this support, this um, very long support going back all the way to uh, that would be 2016. And so it looks like, okay, you know, could we break out of this resistance? Um, it looks like we were gonna, and then it just, I don't know what happened. It just went down. I, I don't have any good explanations for why we wouldn't have, because this line right here, that line didn't even, that wasn't even a factor until um, we kind of got this, this extra capping action, right? So that was, this was the connection point. This was the connection point. This back here earlier was, again, another obvious connection point. And so you think right here, once you break that, you kind of expect to make your way up. And we just, that didn't happen. So I don't know what's going on there, why that's not happening. Um, 
I would like to tell myself that um, you know the 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 DDoS against Tor that's been ongoing and Darknets, maybe that's a factor, right? We just haven't had that extra strength that we normally would have had. Um, it, it's really hard to say. Um, for me personally, I don't understand a fundamental reason why we should break down like this. Um, we, uh, in terms of like the ratio to Bitcoin, we're we're not doing so bad. Like obviously, we're not up here where we were. Um, there was this massive wick down. Like it's just. And I don't know that that's that's a really weird quick to me. I, that that just I, I don't see why that should happen, especially on a Saturday night. Like who's trading and selling Monero to that extent on a Saturday night? Um, yeah, obviously I want to say insiders, but uh, there could be a lot of factors, right? There's bots and stuff as well. Uh, but the point is that we've kind of broken this down right here, and uh, I mean, <laughs> do these lines actually mean anything, right? We, we broke this and we didn't go to the upside. So we broke this down. Maybe we don't go to the downside now. Um, it does seem to me like there was pretty massive support here at these areas. It seemed like even in the, the worst of the bear market, Monero like just couldn't get any lower than that. So um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I'm just going to hodl. That's basically what I do with Monero. It's the only coin that I truly hodl. Um, I just think that Monero overall just deserves that. Um, plus, there's the factor of sometimes you really do need digital freedom money. So uh, you know, always good to have some on the on the plate there on the table. Um, let's see. One thing that we've seen with the divergences, which I don't know if I believe these anymore. Um, okay, so if we go to very long time frames, so this is a, a, a look back of about 5,000 time frames or 5,000 candles. We're on the five minute, right? So uh, this is something like, I think it's only like 10 days actually. But we have seen that um, Binance and KuCoin have just been massively accumulating, it looks like. Um, now, whether this is actually what's happening or they're just playing with these charts, these charts have started to make a lot less sense as of the past couple months. It almost seems like um, when I published them is when they stopped kind of working. Uh, let's see, look back, let's go to um, let's go to my period. That's a much shorter time frame. Um, but the point is that we, we have seen, uh, and you can see this like for, for a while here, let's zoom out. You can see that that overall Binance and, and KuCoin again have been like in very significant volume weighted uh, positive price divergence, and then um, you know as of last night basically they all went to the negative side here, and it's funny how that like just corresponds with that massive wick down that we had on, on the ratio. So uh, yeah, I mean we got that. Um, overall again like just be careful guys. Now is not the time to be taking huge risks. Could we go up? Yes. Are there going to be individual coins which pump? Yeah, almost certainly. Um, but I mean, if you have gains here, in my mind, you want to try to be locking in some of those gains. Um, yeah, you could miss out on, on some of the future action. But um, I personally like trading setups that are clear, that are long term, um, higher likelihood. And right now, it just doesn't seem to be that time. Um, maybe we can end with a little bit of a positive note by comparing Monero to some of the other proof of work. Maybe not all proof of work, but some of the other um, OG monetary use case coins, right? So we've got, uh, this is the monthly chart. So Monero's still doing really good versus Bcash. I don't mean that as a pejorative. Sorry, guys, don't, don't get angry. Uh, this is Monero versus Litecoin. Kind of like this weird channel. I've never actually seen a chart with this kind of uh, this kind of pattern, you know, where it's like, wah, wah, and then it just like does this channel. But it is an upward channel. Um, Monero versus Dash, you know, still looking good. Kind of like this upward triangle here. Uh, maybe we'll just break to the top side one day. Who knows? Uh, see, the only one, uh, Zcash, we're just crushing. Like, they, like, they're not even a player anymore. They're, they're not a contender. Their blockchain is full of um, of spam. And then the R blockchain, is all, which is just a code fork of Zcash, 
uh, is also starting to spam up as well. Um, and there are people that would say, oh, well, now our, our anonymity set is so much higher. It's like, yeah, but um, if, you're, if your blockchain is going to be terabytes from people that aren't actually using it, they're just spamming it, like, does that make it? It's not really viable. Uh, we won't get into that too much. Maybe Deepin has something to say about that. Uh, but at any rate, um, we're doing pretty good against Zcash, and this should be expected to be continued. No one really uses uh, And then Stellar, I, I don't know. I guess Stellar is only relevant because Ripples is relevant, and they have to copy. But we're on the positive side of Stellar. The only coin that we're really um, that we're really not on the positive side of here is uh, is Ripple. And this is a bit. Sorry, go ahead. That's crazy. Well, it, it seems crazy, but here's the thing. If Monero has already gone through like delisting problems, you know, or like first time, um, Ripple is in the same situation. They've been being attacked by the SEC for the last two years. Um, they probably had a muted bull market um, because of the SEC, and they might actually get clarity before anybody else does. Um, it's possible that the judge could issue summary judgment or they could settle. Um, they're much closer to going to their trial. So, if something like if Ripple settles and they don't get like I don't know a a life destroying fine, you know, like I mean they got billions and billions of dollars. So if they get a slap on the wrist fine, even if it's like two billion dollars or something like EOS got, which I think was like, um, they'll and they survive as a company, um, then Ripple the token is very likely. So that might be a counterplay for you DJs out there, you know, to watch the Ripple case. But we've been watching the Ripple case for like. I don't know, six to 12 months here, and we still haven't had any resolution. But Ripple has already like gone through all of this SEC problem. So they're ahead of the curve. They might actually be able to pump um, ahead of everything else. So I'm not saying to go buy Ripple right now, but you know, there, there might be an opportunity there. Like, so one, one way, one strategy that I think is, okay, I'm going to get out of the market. Maybe I'll go make a very small leveraged play with a very minority of my stack on Ripple. Um, and then, okay, if it doesn't pump, if it crashes, okay, then whatever, I write that off. But if it does pump, um, or it has the opportunity to pump while the rest of the market is crashing, um, you know, that could keep you at even. And, or if I'm wrong and the market decides to go up anyways, um, I mean, I say wrong, I'm not calling for a big crash here, but, you know, if I don't want to miss out on the pump without risking a whole bunch, you can put a small leverage play on a coin like Ripple and then just let it sit. And if it pumps, if the market pumps, Ripple will go up with it, and you'll still be in on some of those gains. So that's one way. That's one strategy you might think about um, if you're a, a trader or degen. Um, you know, but uh, honestly, like, hey, the Bitcoin maximalist gave us a lowest common denominator strategy against our own irresponsibility. So, uh, you know, like, you just hodl. That way you can't go uh, losing all your money to, to yield chasing and shitcoin chasing. Uh but if you did want to do a little bit of trading, that's one strategy. Um, I guess that's about all I got for you guys today. Any questions? No, man. No. So that's that's interesting. Ripple. I mean, isn't isn't Ripple like represent kind of like the scammiest of all all crypto? Well, what's your what's your overall take on Ripple? Well, they're hundred percent pre mined, and to me, they have a lot of false advertisement. Um, they uh, you know they they got out there and they said, oh, we're going to be the banker coin, and the bankers, you know, we designed to be used with the banks, but like. Are the banks really going to turn Jed McCaleb and whoever the other guy is into like the new Illuminati trillionaires, you know, by adopting Ripple? Or are they just going to steal their code for their own CBDCs, right? Like it's like they just they knew what they were doing. It's false advertisement. It's just BS. Were they a security? I don't know. I think probably kind of, but that's also stupid scribble laws that I don't care about. Like I, I care about fraud. I care about hurting people. I don't care about like the 
the dumb laws that some psychopaths wrote down on paper. Um, they, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the scammies because they didn't lie. Like it's 100% pre-mine and they didn't lie about what they were doing. Um, they just lied about, you know, their partnerships and, and uh, you know, like their, their posturing. But it's kind of like all cryptos. So I guess I don't consider them necessarily that much worse than anyone. So that, that, that's an interesting take though, like, because because they're, they're the canary in the coal mine with the SEC stuff, right? So we're going to see the SEC's interpretation of these coins first with, with Ripple, is what you're thinking? Yeah. Um, it does seem to me like the SEC has fumbled this case in a number of ways. Uh, At the same time, they the SEC has basically almost never lost a trial. So it's, it's really hard to know what's going to come of that. I don't think it'll be a clear-cut victory for either one. And no matter what Judge Torres rules, there's going to be an appeal. So, um, I mean, this thing could still drag out for a long time. I do think that the name of the game when it comes to the SEC is to try to keep everything in this arbitrary, mm -hmm. unknown area where they can kind of like go attack people however they want. There's no real rulings in courts. The only ones that they've taken to court are ones that they've had victories for. And they're trying to use the courts as a method of... Um, setting in stone their regulations so like they'll try and take a very clear-cut case um to to court if they can and then they'll um they'll say oh we have precedent for this now and it'll be like a really uh, i'm not be, i'm being very vague here i'm sorry but it'll be like some some really bad case of like one sort of particular thing but then it will look like it applies to a bunch of other stuff and so they don't have to actually go to congress they don't have to actually issue um regulations or guidance or um rulemaking like in the SEC's framework, all they have to do is go to court and then, um, you know, set some kind of precedent and then, and then bandy that around from now on. Um, it, it's in bad faith. It's completely against what they're supposed to do. Yes, these are shit coins. Most of them are just like bullshit. Um, most of them are not going to do anything good for the world. But it, it's, it's like, a, if you're going to press me up against the wall and say, would you rather deal with kind of like this, this land of um, corporate dickheads that are, that are, frauding people, whatever, or would you rather create a monolithic entity out of the government that can then attack even the good projects so that the good ones can't rise? Um, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the fraud if I have to choose between the two, because at least, at least the good projects can still kind of stick around and not just get totally crushed by the, by the government. That's just like my personal view on. What, what do you think of the, the cryptos that were named as securities? I mean, it seemed, I haven't been following it closely. I mean, a lot of these cryptos, I don't, I don't even know, but the list doesn't seem completely comprehensive. Like, why did they choose the ones they chose, right? And obviously, like, Ethereum, right, is, is not mentioned. I mean, it's kind of the ultimate example of what all this stuff is, right? It was the first, it was really the first crypto to 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 essentially, uh, you know, if we're going to label anything as security, I feel like Ethereum was the first one to do it, right? Um, so Ripple actually predates it. Offering and all, all that stuff. Yeah, Rip, Ripple predates it. Um, but with this with this recent onslaught uh, of the SEC against all these cryptos, all these ones that were named and they leave out Ethereum, I just, I don't know. I haven't been following it closely enough. But what, what, any, any reasoning as to why they left Ethereum out? My guess, and I haven't really looked, I haven't dug that deep into it. Um, my guess is that they probably selected coins that they could hold up in court as being securities today. So Ethereum, so there's a difference between selling something as an investment contract and then the secondary trading of that on the market. So the token ETH or the, the Ethereum as a token, as like an asset that you can buy and sell and trade or whatever, that's almost certainly not security at this point. 
Um, but it is possible that Ethereum, in fact, it's almost certain that Ethereum did sell investment contracts um, probably to U.S. citizens. Um, so the right. SEC it probably was, it was listed on Coinbase in the early days, right? So like, it's not like statute of limitation. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there'd still be. So they could go after like the Ethereum Foundation in that case and say, hey, you sold unregistered investment contracts to U.S. citizens, but they wouldn't be able, I extremely doubt they'll be able to go into a court and then say, hey, Ethereum as a network, Ethereum as a token right now is a security. They probably selected tokens that they could hold up in court and say, no, 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 this is currently right now an investment contract. Like these are, these tokens are securities at this moment. Right, right. That makes sense. And Ethereum, not, well, I don't, I don't know. You think it, you think it's extremely clear that if the, I mean if if they're labeling these things as securities, Ethereum uh, completely dodges that bullet. Or like uh, how about Zcash? I mean, they they have a corporation. They have uh, they had the founders essentially the founders reward. Um, what, what do you what's your take on that? So um, securities laws are all about investment contracts, and to say that for example Zcash that if I were to purchase Zcash that that amounts to a contract with Zuku or with the electric coin company or the Zcash foundation, man, you'd have a really hard time proving that like there was, there was no meeting of the minds. There was no uh, consideration, right? Like uh, it, it, that would just be really hard to, um, I think to, to prove in a court that, that that's actually like a contract between myself and Zuku. These secondary market sales, like, um, I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I, I see a reasonable doubt being raised. I see a lot of, potential to um to counter that the the sec's best vector here is probably to say no no you your original sale like the pre-sale of the token the the pre-mine all that stuff whatever that was the investment contract the people you sold to there you made a direct deal with they came to your website you told them you were going to build this thing um you gave them a token that represented you know an ownership stake in that thing that could be done um but i I just don't think they'll be able to prove that that these are currently investment contracts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll go deeper down that rabbit hole with somebody we get on the show. But it, it seems kind of arbitrary with the coins that they were picking and the ones they were leaving out. Yeah, it probably was arbitrary. They, I mean, they have a lot of motivations, right? They might have tried to find the, the lowest hanging fruit. They might have tried to find the ones that um, they feel are the most attackable. Uh, the, maybe the ones they can get the most money from, right? They've got a bunch of different motivations there. Right, right. It, it might be cool. Like, I don't know if we know any lawyers, but um, it would be cool to see a debate between two lawyers, one that would, like, take the SEC side, like, hey, all of these are securities, et cetera, and then for someone to take the other side. Yeah, that'd be amazing. All right, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Another week of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as, we, as we go further down in price <laughs> i mean well let's let's keep it in perspective you know i mean we're still still up pretty, yeah. we're still up way way more since <laughs> just hold your monero use your monero uh don't value it in terms of exactly all right man all righty thank you thank you we'll see Thanks, you guys later. Bye. Bye. all righty do it And now for the Monero development segment. Hello, hello. DJ, Hi. What's How going on, you? man? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm on the East Coast, so I'm dealing with all the smoke. Oh, you're, oh. yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, we're on the east. It's coast. finally yeah. cleared up. I know. Over finally, here. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Like, this is what a time to be alive. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had the orange sky. Yeah, it was like an in the orange the sky. I know. I was just like, wow. This orange is- for Monero, I guess. You know, this is good for Monero <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's about the Bitcoin approach is somehow good for Monero. Like a bat <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope y'all are okay wearing your mask and everything. I haven't been again outside as much as I should, which is sad, but it is what it is. It's clearing out, so it's much yeah, we'll be today. outside yeah. today. I'm, re- yeah. I'm ready to exercise outside again. Yeah. Looks decent enough. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Take but it yeah. away. Um, today I'm going to take a, I guess, something that isn't. I guess as technical or at, or at the base layer as much as I'm going to cover the Monero subscriptions wallet by Luke Profits. And just, um, I guess as a fellow Monero entrepreneur, I have a soft spot for people who like try to build things. Because building things in this space is incredibly difficult, <laughs> especially if, if you're trying to be honest and straightforward, you know, not VC funded, not do like have your own coin, do all this type of like ICO type things. Building your own business is incredibly hard. So I want to cover today. Something that is development related, but something that's a little more, you know, at the application layer. But today we're going to talk about the Monero subscriptions wallet. And just a brief um, TLDR, I guess, brief summary is that this wallet essentially allows you to do reoccurring payments with Monero. And all you have to do as a person who wants to spend somewhere is um, put this wallet file, download the files, put it in your directory and let it run. It's code and it runs Python. So I'm super excited about about this and let's get let's get into it. Um, first question: Why does this exist? Because um, as you know, um, Monero doesn't have easy smart contracts. If you're good at cryptography, right? If you're someone like um, Luke, you know, if you're at the Monero talk, you can build your own smart contracts and do all the things you want to do in Monero. But for mere mortals like us, uh, Monero doesn't have easy to use smart contracts. So this means that subscriptions are hard to do. Right. If it was like Ethereum, you could just throw a smart contract and have it send money every hour, every day, every week, et cetera, et cetera. But Monero is focused on privacy. So it doesn't support easy, easy to use contracts like that. But I think it's a good thing. I think you should be focused on one thing. We've seen millions of hacks that have happened because due to smart contracts, bad engineering, bad design, et cetera, et cetera. So I think this is a good thing. But what this means, though, that you have to push a lot of that, um, those features to the application layer. So this is one of those application layers that we're at right now. And this is really cool to see because look at this. This has 241 upvotes on Monero subreddit when it was announced, right? This is even the finished product at this point. This is just, hey, I'm going to build this decentralized Monero subscription wallet. And community is really excited about it. 241 is, I, I can't think of another like post for an application that got higher than that. But maybe there is. But this is really good. If Monero community really wants something like this. Because Monero is all about peer-to-peer cash transactions. And and actually, so um, Luke Profit is a guy behind it. Spent a lot of time working with different people. I believe Tuxedo is hosting the code, actually, I believe. Okay. No, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Hosting, like, the website for it or, the like, the front-end GUI website for it. It codes on GitHub. But they're hosting the, like, the website for it. I'm going to show you in a little bit. And basically, the um, Luke has done it really well. It's written in Python. And it, it interacts with the Monero official wallet in a way where all you literally have to do is have your official Monero wallet running. And it doesn't have to be running 24-7. You can, like, leave it, open this wallet once a week, and it'll go and pay your um, the appropriate subscriptions for you. And Luke is still working on it, but this software is live today. You can use it. I don't know any um, people accepting it right now. Like, um, but you don't – I don't – I'm not sure if you need the actual vendor to accept it. They just need to be able to, like, hey, I, I, need, to, I need to have 10 or – Let's say 
one XMR is sent to me every month for me to run this service, and I give you the address to go through. So this is, yeah, really huge, really good, cool thing. So I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the use cases are amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, Shit. this is really cool. Shout out to Luke. And then, and like I said, there's easy setup. I think Tuxedo, this is the code that Tuxedo is hosting. I'm not too sure, but this is a code. It's basically a GUI that literally lets you create a subscription code easily. You, you can pick when, when you want the money sent to you. Let's say, for example, Doug wanted to have a subscription for Monero Noto. I'm sure you won't, you don't do this, but let's say you wanted to have a, a dollar subscription for added features every month. Right mm -hmm. now, there's not like a Patreon, there's like an easy way to do this because like credit cards is pretty easy to do right with Stripe. But this allowed Doug, for example, to post a code generator and be like, hey, um, I, I need to have this amount of Monero sent to me every week. And you could post this code and have it running. And it'd be pretty easy to do. So it's really good stuff for for Monero, especially for use cases. You can imagine in many ways you could use this for Patreon, reoccurring payments, subscription services, anything you want to pay with reoccurring. This is a really cool way to do that. And for shoppers, once again, it's pretty straightforward, especially I don't know if there's a GUI for it right now. I could be mistaken, but there, I didn't find a GUI on the GitHub. But if, if you wanted to um, set up as a shopper, you would simply download this repo. I can link to it later drop the folders in the appropriate place on your computer next to the official Monero wallet, click run and it, and it runs. And I believe it doesn't have to be running 24 seven. You could open it up once a week, right? And it would go through and check for subscriptions and pay out accordingly, which is really cool stuff. All this is built in the open, I must remind you, which is really cool. And Luke has been stellar in communicating with the, with the community. Like I said, it got 200 and something votes on Reddit for the announcement, which is like really cool to see. So a lot of people obviously want this, and are super excited about this. So it's just really cool tech that we see. And once again, this operates at the application layer. This is not something you would want to have in the Monero official wallet, like officially, right? Because something might be wrong with it, might be bugs. You want to keep that Monero wallet attack service as small as you as you possibly can. So this is something that operates at the application layer, which I think is the correct way for building something like that versus where Ethereum has everything baked in to sort of one layer-ish. Once again, this is at the application layer, and it's really cool. Monero reoccurring payments. It's, Awesome stuff. And once again, starting a narrow business is really hard. So we should give Luke all the support. So I have a soft spot for people who do that. And Luke Profits is working on other stuff too. They post regularly on Reddit. And I believe they're working on a Monero business wallet, sort of like that focuses on Monero business owners, allows you to instant transfer to cold storage. You could accept Monero pretty easily and all the different things like that. This is just an idea I saw on Reddit. So don't take it as like, you know, and all be all is something else that Luke Provis is working on. I think these type of things, which are promoting Monero usage, are just as important as the stuff that Monero devs do, obviously, right? Because Monero devs are amazing. They do great development work. But if there's not anyone using it at the application layer, making it easy for merchants and things like that to use it, right? Monero adoption will be much harder and slower than it actually should be. So I think projects like this allow Monero to get a lot more attention, a lot more easy to use also, which is great for Monero adoption, which we need. It should be easy to use Monero. You shouldn't have to be a coder to run your own shop. Everyone should have access to free, not free, free as in like freedom, freedom money that's uncensorable and private. Everyone should have access to that. And I think the projects like this make that super easy to do. So if you want to follow Luke Profits, they have, they're pretty active on social media. You should be subscribed to Monero subreddit. That's where you get like the hot 
new news <laughs> and i think that's pretty much it for today so do we have so i was slightly distracted over here because mm -hmm. i spilled some coffee um so do we do we have any examples of anybody that's using this yet this subscription uh, i i wasn't able to find any on the github and i know luke if you're out there please come on the show we we want to talk yeah, to you want to yeah, promote yeah. Please. So I, I had to go scour and find things, and I wasn't able to find like a shop that was actually officially using it. But we, we might not know about it. it. It could just like anyone could use it, so it might it might not be public yet. And it seems so to be like, a lot of people. If I wanted to get this going, let's say for like coffee, right? Coffee subscription, yeah. people mm -hmm. can pay whatever ten dollars, whatever it is, fifteen bucks a month for coffee delivered. Um, we're saying it's so. What what is the current set? What would the current setup look like? What um you would. Yeah, from my understanding, from reading the documents and playing around a little bit, you would simply go back here. So you would generate this code right here, and that's all that you would do as a person accepting payments, right? Of course, you would need like a wallet, but you would generate this code, and this is where you configure all this stuff. You, you can select when you want to pay it, what's the wallet name, the billing cycle, the date, all that stuff here, and, the, and, you, would, and you would generate this. It will create like a text, and you would give that to the person shopping. And they mm -hmm. would simply download this, um, download the Monero CLI wallet, and download this GitHub repo also, and drop the files in. So I believe if you can drop files and click on things, that's all it takes. And and they would need to run their wallet every every once a month, and then it will automatically do all this. It doesn't have to be, even be running twenty four seven. Okay. So I don't. I think uh, yeah. Lucas. Hmm? The idea is eventually we'd see this built into other like Monero and Cake yes. and all those things, right? Yes, yes. Any, anyone that wants this will build it in. I think the the devs, which I, I support, don't want it in Monero CLI, right? Because you, you want to make that as small and tight as you want to, to prevent mm -hmm. like attacks and hacks. But I think a lot of people, Luke was talking about building his own wallet for Monero shoppers. So where okay. this will be used, I'm not too sure, but that is definitely a possibility. And someone will use this, right? As Monero grows, as the economy grows, people will want reoccurring subscription payments. So someone might use this code, or but this idea, core idea, is going to be successful one day eventually, very which cool, is really man. cool to see. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I mean, and also, Luke, yeah, it's Sorry. a little <laughs> different that you know, because obviously, like with, with the with the credit card, it's easy to set up a reoccurring payment, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But this, you're asking the customer to use a specific application and wallet for the purpose of setting up uh, reoccurring payments, right? Yeah, they would, it would, it would, it's, it's at the, that's the one downside of having it at the application layer. Yeah. Is that you, the user, it's just like how Bitcoin tries to do privacy at the application layer is not as good, right? Because there's an application layer is not built in. So that's the one downside of this, honestly. But it'd be pretty easy. If, like, I think Cake Wallet's pretty good. Imagine if Cake Wallet, they, they adopt stuff like, breakneck speed i know they got trocador app yeah like, yeah if some yeah, of the like, major wallets adopt it and it gets built into there then the, yeah that yeah would be it's like it'll be like scan a qr code and pay for doug's coffee scan yeah. it boom open your wallet once a month it sends it and you're good to go very cool man very cool awesome but yeah good topic and luke please uh, come on the show i please <laughs> i want to talk to you about it and he, he, hear you talk about it not me sort of have to like do investigative journalism to see what's going on with it please come on the show promote your work you're doing good work and i would say thank you a lot <laughs> yeah let's definitely get him on digun great work as always mm -hmm. uh luke if you're listening please yeah please reach out or what's his what's his handle uh, i depends on the platform i think i have their the link tree you want the twitter yeah i guess yeah what is it uh i gotta go find Spoken. it i know um i asked tuxedo because tuxedo talks to him like Tuxedo actually runs the, okay yeah, so like, the talk website to, talk to tuxedo and we'll try to yeah get he's on. PC Changer P on Twitter. 
but he has a bunch. I think his Reddit is let me see. Uh, dude, his Reddit handle is Luke, literally Luke Profits on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, awesome man. But yeah, also I'm excited to hear about Monero Nona. You were talking about that. That was live, right? What do you mean live? What? 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 Like the crowd can see, hear you talking about the Monero thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I, I didn't want to be exposing. <laughs> I was like, wait, that that was live, right? No, no, just uh, just promoting it, letting people know um, if they now if they want to help. Uh, pre-purchase one you know we're just trying to drum up more sales to keep it going yeah i'm uh, super excited about it. It, it will it be ready for monerocon i don't think oh. it's going to be ready for monerocon i think uh i think we might be pushing it too hard there yeah. and uh i don't think it's gonna, if you have um, any questions. but we're gonna we're gonna have abdullah come on hopefully maybe next week and he can give us the rundown wait yeah. on the show yeah we'll have him come on on the show um oh, i'm can, so excited talk about it we could ask any questions people have but yeah i don't think we're gonna have them yet. yeah it makes sense hardware is super hard doug you are a very bold person if you're doing hardware development because the one thing they tell you when you like start a business is like don't do hardware <laughs> <It's so> hard. <laughs> well i mean my hope was to you know get get an initial iteration going and then we'd perfect it as we go but uh mm -hmm. i mean it, it appears he's been doing a great job it's like We've, I think I told you we've, we've had others from like the Bitcoin community reach out to us mm -hmm. that want it, that want to use the hardware that we put together. They they love the specs. So uh, Abdul is doing something right. Um, and I, I've spoken to the manufacturer directly. Very cool guy. He's he's all about. He's not like he doesn't seem like he's in the business of trying to maximize profit. He's just mm. he's just a nerd. Like the heart the the provider of the of the chips himself. That's getting getting them from China. Um, maybe we'll try to have him on too, Adula. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's very cool guy. Uh, he's kind of got like old school cypherpunk vibes. I don't know how how Abdullah found him. Um, but that's kind of the key, right? Like sourcing the sourcing mm -hmm. the material. Um, but yeah, we've we've definitely hit some bumps in the road with uh, people that were helping us out with developing uh, the user interface. Uh, but we're we're overcoming those bumps. It's just you know additional costs, right? Uh, it's, is it is it a web application? Uh, yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be a web app, um, and then just the user interface on the on the Noto itself mm. or the actual display. Um, so we ran into some issues with people that somebody that was doing one aspect of that. So we had to have somebody else kind of clean up the mistakes he made, Thanks, uh, but we'll have Abdullah come on. Yeah. It's all, all full speed ahead. Just, I don't think we're going to be ready by, we're going to not, we're not going to have a, a physical prototype. For yeah. I mean, if it was easy, we, we already have one by now, but there's a reason we yeah. don't because it's, yeah. it's like very difficult. Also, I would love to see like, um, Abdul talk about, like, I feel like people like, don't appreciate how how hard it is to make a product and launch it and specifically and i know you're being very gracious like it'd be like not trying to make like you know an insane profit margin on it but like just how much work goes into it versus how much people are willing to pay for things how like you know nitpicky people are about pricing and like i'm like dude yeah. this guy's building something from scratch if making 10 20 that's like barely like, right, you know. right. <laughs> and it's something that's going to help the monero ecosystem yeah, yeah. this is not this is not <laughs> a uh, a pathway to riches by any means <laughs> as far as i could tell i mean unless you know we, we sell whatever thousands and thousands uh but that would be a great thing for monero right um yeah. i mean there's there's a there's a longer term vision right if we if we could get a lot of people buying them that become the freedom box running running different software yeah, right now we're just concentrating on simple plug and play Monero Note. 
but it, we'll get there. We'll get there, and we'll have yeah, we'll have Abdul on probably next week to give everybody the. Well, I'll I'll definitely be tuned in for that. I don't want to give too much too much out, but I'm so yeah. Excited. If anybody <laughs> wants to, you know, thinking like you want to help the efforts and help see it come to fruition, the best thing you can do is just pre-order one. And oh, like are you pricing? Like, oh, go ahead. Are you, are you? I know. Are, are you pricing them in XMR or USD natively? We have them priced in USD, and we accept. You know, people are paying. Ah, okay. Yeah. So we've we've taken a hit with that, right? Because everybody's paid in Monero, and now the price oh. of Monero has gone down. Uh, but what we said is, you know, if God forbid, whatever we don't, for something happens and we can't produce, return all the money. in the price in Monero, right? Because we're holding it in Monero, so we made yeah. that on the website. So, so the, <laughs> you are taking that risk, but now would be a good time, right? I don't see Monero going that much lower than it is right now. Um, so if you were to pre-order one today and pay him an arrow, uh, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but I doubt was price. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it, it helps us a lot when we see the, the sales come in, right? Cause it just kind of, mm -hmm. and it gives us more capital to work on. So yeah, Alrighty. that's that. Yeah. You could throw up the, uh, the banner. Um, let's, let's keep it yeah, moving. Let's move on. Yeah. See you. Thanks so, Thank so much, man. Dude, you're, are you going to MoneroCon? No, I'm not. Unfortunately, I can only do one. One, I can only handle one. I don't know how y'all are doing. Y'all are superhuman. I can do just one. Like, I've, I've had my full. I've had my fill. Yeah, it's, considering it's it was fun. just a month ago for I know, tell you, but I feel like we're, we're ready again, right? Yeah, we're ready. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like it was going to be back. too soon, but I don't know. I guess we're... a month and a half is you know good enough. Monero <laughs> conference world, every every month and a half. Yeah. Surprise the week after. Jesus. We're gonna we're gonna try to fix that moving forward. Maybe we'll move ours. Talk to MoneroCon and we can and try both, to figure out. Yeah, both so move like, so we're like maybe closer like six months apart. Ideally, would be. Oh, that'd be perfect. Try to it's yeah. possible. All righty. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. See you we'll next week. Stick around if you can. Bye. I Bye. will. All righty. Let the news quickly pre-recorded to today, but um, what's that? And now for our weekly news segment. Hey guys, and welcome to the new section. Um, I hope that you had a good week. Today we have a lot of uh, things to discuss when it comes to Monero. Then we have one article on Bitcoin, SEC, and CBDC. So let's get into the new section. The first thing that I want to discuss is Telemission's first anniversary, which was yesterday, June 9th. And uh, Monero's emission is 0.6 Monero per block, which is every two minutes, or 0.3 Monero per minute. And this is a very important update that is part of um, Monero's um, Monero system. Then Rhino posted an article on Monero View Only Wallets and Rhino's Need feature. So basically, View Only Wallet, for the people that don't know, allows you to see someone's Monero in their wallet um, if you're given the uh, permission. So uh, then they're discussing the difference between privacy and secrecy. So Monero is private in the sense that nobody can know how much Monero you have and what you do with it. But now you can add an element of secrecy where you allow someone to see what you do with that Monero which, you know, uh, can be very useful in, um, for charities or for governments to see where your tax money goes and things of that nature. Or you may want to know a specific person what you've done with some specific money uh, for funds, you know, stuff like that. So it's a very, very useful um, feature that Rhino has been working on it. And their different approach, they say, from Beyond Wallets is that in our wallets show um, all inbound and outbound transactions. So the balance is up to date and does not require the exporting slash importing of key images. Moreover, with a Rhino wallet, you do not need to scan the whole blockchain each time you access your wallet, which is very important. And the funds are there immediately for you to use as you wish. So um, that is a very cool feature. Rhino is a very interesting 
uh, tool. So make sure that you check it out. Make sure that you read this article for yourself as well, if you wish to. Um, and yeah, the next thing that I want to mention is Magic Monero fundraising funds to prevent the EAE attack. Now, um, we're not going to get into what specifically the EAE attack is. It's called Eve Alice Eve. If you do want to know uh, more information about it, then you can scroll down on this link and cl click on um, this YouTube link. And then um, you're going to have a 31 minute video explaining the poison outputs, the EAE attack. Uh, but basically, um, yeah, we're trying to raise funds. Dr. Nathan uh, Borgren, author of two prior works involving Monero statistical security, is trying to change that by spending the next couple of months researching uh, the attack's efficiency along with others so we can better know how to stop them. And um, if you do want to support, click on the last link over here and uh, donate. So far, we have uh, five uh, Moneros donated and uh, zero Bitcoin and zero fiat. So, Make sure that you donate if you want to, to support Bitcoin and um, its security. Uh, then we kind of mentioned Bitcoin, so I kind of want to step out of Monero for a little bit before we get into different Monero articles. And I want to mention that Nassim Taleb lashes out uh, at Bitcoin and says it's transformed into a cult, um, which it has been, in my opinion. And I can't read this article, but he said that Bitcoin is an ineffective cult that, that uh, not even bad guys want to join anymore, said the author of The Black Swan best-selling book on the extreme impact of outlier events. Uh, cryptocurrency falls short, and this is very interesting, on its claim to streamline uh, payments and does not even facilitate illegal transactions well. Nassim Taleb told Bloomberg on Thursday. Now, it doesn't have to, of course, like it it's, uh, doesn't have to facilitate illegal transactions. I mean, it has to, but that's not what we want. But if it can do that, do that then it's not a form of money that can... Uh, free society essentially because if it doesn't do that and you can do you can't do whatever you want with the money uh, without letting the whole world know or a certain organization um, then you're not free and someone is in control of your money and that means that someone um, controls what you can do with it so um, he probably doesn't know about Monero but I'm very interested to see if uh, he would find out about it what he think of it and uh, Nassim if you ever want to come on the show <laughs> you are more than, uh, than welcome then maybe you woke up just like me and you looked at the market and you thought, what the hell? <laughs> because everything is down 22%, 13 27% in the past 24 hours. Uh, Bitcoin is down 3% in the past 24 hours. But Monero has been holding very good as well at only minus 4%, which has been very, uh, very stable, of course, because um, utility. And then I'm actually going to talk about uh, Untraceable's post over here. He said most coins, and I'm going to use his term, uh, puked minus 10% to minus 25% overnight, but Monero is at uh, minus 4.7%, keeping up close with Bitcoin at minus 3%. Outperforming coins with large marketing teams, CEOs, VC funding listed in every exchange with shields under every tweet. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to plunge at a single little uh, fluctuation. Uh, the menor difference is utility, grassroots integrity. Now, uh, what I'm not going to pinpoint that this is why what happened happened. I, I don't know, probably made solely from this, whatever. Uh, but this SEC clamped down Spurs $4 billion deposit flight from Binance Coinbase, Binance US. The SEC has been uh, going out at uh, Binance and, and Coinbase, and um, they have suffered a lot of withdrawals, $4 billion. So um, I'm actually today going to help a friend to get all of this stuff from Binance into a different wallet. And I've been telling him for a long time to not use Binance and not to use all the stuff, but he doesn't listen, but now he's finally got to get him out and I'm going to help him put him in a safe place. Um, but yeah, so again, 
personally, I wouldn't use Binance. I wouldn't use Coinbase. Uh, I'll look into different um, places to store my, my crypto. It's not even yours if you put it in there. You know, it's not a very safe place. So uh, please uh, take care and just get everything out. Don't wait for a Monero run or crypto run. Just get it all out and put it into a one. Now, uh, quick mention, Kenya Central Bank is thinking about a CBDC. They all say that, that it's not a priority now. They're doing research and the implementation of a CBDC in Kenya may not be a, a compelling priority in the short to medium term. Uh, but significantly, Kenya's pain points in payment could potentially continue to be addressed by other innovative solutions around the existing ecosystem. So they're all saying that uh, we're looking into it. Maybe it's not going to happen. But we all know that everybody has CBDCs. Um, now, I'm not going to get into this too much because we have the man, the myth, the legend, Andreas on the show today explaining the new uh, pocket change feature that changes the user experience, reducing or eliminating the long waiting times between spends in Monero, which if you use Monero, you know what this is and you know that it's kind of annoying at times, uh, to be honest. Uh, but make sure that you check out uh, the whole uh, show today. Uh, make sure that you listen to Andreas, of course, dev section, price route, everything. And also, uh, please, please check out this, uh, this article from Andreas in which he basically explains what it is and how it works, um, this new feature. And uh, beautiful, beautiful um, illustrations, uh, like always, from, from Andreas. And it's a very exciting feature. Then Elite Wallet is now available on iOS uh, App Store. Basically, what it is, it's an ultimate privacy-focused wallet in which you can take control of, of uh, your financial privacy like before. Uh, I haven't done much my due diligence on doing research on this big wallet, so uh, please do before you use it. And um, yeah, it's good to see more privacy-focused wallets and projects that are coming around. That's very good to see. Then <laughs> the last thing that I want to mention is a meme that uh, the people on Twitter, you can you can see if you go on Untraceable's uh, Twitter account, but basically um, Robinhood uh, delisted Cardano, Polygon, and uh, Solana, and it's a meme in which you have uh, Polygon, Cardano, and Solana with a rope around their necks, um, squeaking, squirming their faces, and then Monero is in the middle uh, saying for first time, and then they all look at Monero, uh, because ultimately it's stronger, crypto was not about it being listed on um, exchanges where you have to identify yourself to, you know, the, this was not what it was all about. And uh, if Monero is not going to exist on any centralized exchanges, well, guess what? We're still going to be able to use it. Um, it's only going to make it more stable. People are still going to use it. So it's not going to affect us too, too much. Guys, this was this week's new section. Thank you so much for sticking through it. If you have um, any links that you want me to, to cover, please message me on Twitter, tag me um, at us. Uh, you know, Monerotopia and let us know if you want us to cover something specifically. Make sure that you watch the whole show. The links are in the description if you want to read all the articles. Again, look at the price report, dev section and all of it. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. All right. Awesome. Awesome job, good? Tony. Thank you. Thank you for doing Good job, Tony, wherever yeah. you are. Yeah. Hopefully he'll start jumping on live again soon. soon. Yeah. Yes. Although these, these these are good. Yeah. These are good. I like I like He's doing that a he great uh, job. keeps it nice and condensed. All right, let's move on let's to the guest now. Get the guest up. This has been patiently waiting. Special go. special guest. Special special. All righty. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. 
Woot woot. Hello, my friend. Andres, you are muted. What's up, man? There you go. Now you're not. Hello. How is everybody? <laughs> Doing well. How about yourself? I am good. I am good. Thank you, Tony, for the whole legend thing. I don't know. What is the legend specifically? <laughs> is it a good legend? If it's a good one, it's a bad one. I don't know. People saw me in Monerotopia, so I'm not sure. I was in Mexico. He's real. So I don't know. I don't know what the legend is about. Yes. <laughs> He's, he, and he really is seven feet tall. Um, mm -hmm. Dude, I've, I've finally been using Minerujo because now I got my my Android. Okay. Welcome to the dark side. Beautiful. It's, uh, it's beautiful, man. Yes. Very, very well done. And I love all I the... See you. the I see you in Android situation. Yes. Very yes. weird. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. Very different. Okay. So it works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it, it works. Like, it works. <laughs> I set it up, but I'm, I'm just, you know, complimenting you. I mean, Monero, it, it's great. It's a great interface. I like the the intro to the wallet the, when you take the user through, through right. the process. And obviously, that you know, that was all you. I, I suspect Ooh. the graphics and everything. Yes. Very, very well made, man. Very well thought out. It's, it's beautifully done. Um, I think it's interesting. So every time, so each wallet has its own password. Like I just created one. Um. One Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I I really I I actually haven't used Cake, for example, which is the one that you are very used to. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I've noticed is that one of the differences, and it's just basically a user interface difference. They work the same behind. But is that, uh, in my opinion, right? Cake is like a bit more uh, geared towards uh, beginners in the sense that when you start the wallet, you create a wallet and it kind of assumes that you're using just one wallet because basically your your main screen is your last open wallet or something like that. I right. For what I've seen is you see just one wallet already open if you enter your pin, right? And you can yeah. switch, yeah, you open, you can yeah, switch you wallets exactly. in other place, right? Yeah. The way that Monerujo understands that is uh, basically you have a, like a main screen with all your wallets. So if you just have one, kind of makes no not a lot of sense. But uh, you have to enter the app. You don't you don't need permissions to enter the app, basically. But you need permissions to enter a specific wallet. Right. Yeah. So every wallet has, of course, its own password. Now, yes, or biometrics or whatever. The reason behind that is, for example. In my case, in my regular Monerujo, on my phone, I have my daily wallet, so to speak, the one that has my Moneros. But I have a couple of, for example, view-only wallets. The, the wallet uh, for the Monerujo donations, for example, I don't have the private keys. I only have the private wallet, the private key, um, the view, the view keys. Just like everybody else that you, that checks our funding page, for example, you have all the details there. So I can check if I get donations on the Monerujo wallet, but I I cannot access the funds. So that's a separate a separate wallet um, on my Monerujo app, so to speak. Right, and right, I have right. a couple of them. For, for example, <laughs> the wallet that I use to stress test the wallet is actually the Monero General Fund wallet because it has like a trillion transactions, and you can scroll for hours doing like this, 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 this. And it still works. So if that if that wallet works, every wallet works. Oh, that's what you works. have as your as you have the view key for for that one set up. I have 
Yes, everybody yeah. has. I mean, I think it's on the getmonero.org yeah, yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I love how easy you've made to set up a view a view only wallet. Uh, very mm -hmm. cool. Uh, yeah, no, but that was that was the only thing that like, yeah, the, I think that's one, a, a major difference in user interface between Cake and Monerojo is the separate password yeah. for for wallets. But that's once you get used to it, it's fine. Now, is there is there a way? Because um, I'm not an Android guy. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, or, Actually, this, so this is actually graphene, right? So I'm super hardcore now. Uh, I'm now officially a cypherpunk. You're officially oh, a hacker. Yes. <laughs> Only took him a month and a half. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I'm keeping. I'm keeping this thing clean. So I just. I just have right now. So I just have. You know. I have Monero.com. I have my Naruju on here. I have my. I, I just have... pretend to have graphene because I, I got a pixel. Okay. <laughs> but I'm actually. A, I'm actually an army. So. <laughs> Everybody, everybody at Mexico says, "Oh, you got this one. Oh, yeah, great graphene." And I say, like, oh. "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I will do it when I get home." Now, is there a reason why you haven't moved to like graphene? Is it just just because you haven't got around to it, type thing, or is it a uh, just... no? To be sincere, is because the reason I got this one was to be able to try how Monlujo works on Android 13. Um, basically, since I do most of the support for users. And most people that need support are not super hardcore graphing users. I try to have the most stock experience possible. Okay. So I find the same issues that they have, that they find. Yeah. If I you mean, are a hardcore user, just, are you? I've never used not, uh, you know, traditional Android um, or whatever, Google. I guess this is even yeah. a more pure version it's of Android. Super uh, Google. It's the Google phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is fantastic. Like, I haven't had any usability issues. And when I downloaded Menarujo, I used the Aurora store. Uh, mm -hmm. It was super, you know, it was like downloading any app on iPhone. Uh, but, you know, in an untraceable right, way, right? Like, nobody knows I even downloaded Menarujo. Well, now they know. The same. <laughs> Except for the all same goes millions of followers. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you use you can also get it from Android. That's the one that that's how I use it. Even if yes. I'm not using graphene. Well, it was weird. I opened up Android and I tried searching searching Monerujo and it wasn't popping up. What's that about? It's not going to pop up because Monerujo uses its own repository. So you have to manually add Monerujo's repository in F-Droid first, and then it's going to appear. Yeah, I went to the Monerujo website after that, and that's what I saw, but then I tried, like, like it wasn't doing it, and I was like, all right. No, it's just... All it, this it, I was like, yes, oh. it's just an address that you have to go in F-Droid and add a different... Because every other app from F-Droid, besides a couple of them that, use, that do what we do, uh, it's on the F-Droid main repository. I mean, F-Droid takes care of updating all the apps, and we are using our own, so... We think it's a good way. If you're really using F-Droid, you are kind of like technically <laughs> savvy yourself. So the way that it works is that we have our own repository that is signed by our own dev, M2049er. So the, the APK goes straight from us, signed by us in our repository and to your phone. Okay. Is just it's just the interface. Yeah, I mean, you, you, lo you they, lost... They are not right? even building the app that, themselves. Okay. So yeah, I wasn't able to download it through after like I, I realized there were some additional steps and I was like, yeah. ah, ah, uh, <laughs> but but I was able to do it through the Aurora store. I don't know, maybe somebody more uh graphene knowledgeable can No, it's all right because the Aurora store is basically the Play Store without the Play Store. It works. Right. It's the Play Store without all the tracking, right? Am I am I understanding no. that? It's like so yeah. what is the difference then between F Droid and Aurora store? I don't wanna I don't know. No, um, they were, I have. I don't use Aurora Store 
I, I, I just go full Google Beach or F-Droid. Um, but basically, the Android Store is the, the Google Play Store without Google, basically. Right, so, so it gets you to all the regular Google Google apps. So it's yes. like your Google Play Store. But you can, it's like using the Google Play Store without having to log into your Google account. Right. So Google and doesn't Telling know Google what you are of, getting. Yes. Right, right, right. F store right, so, is a different. It's a, it's a different beast. It's 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 like in between you download manually downloading the APK from GitHub or something like that. Mm -hmm. So instead of you having to actually manually do that every time you you know that there is a an update, what it does is pinging regularly the repository, letting you know if it's an update and you update it. So it's so more what, convenient. What advantage am I getting? Uh, through using F-Droid versus the Aurora store. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that the code that I'm getting is, is yeah. not in any Mostly. way. Yeah. Straight from the, you're getting the repository directly as opposed to Aurora store where there's some potential that you could be getting a corrupted version, I guess is the, is the idea. I wouldn't care that much. <laughs> you're already, you're, you're already, yeah. I, I, okay. I am, yes, I'm, I'm not the tinfoil kind of paranoid guy. Uh, we try to have as many options as possible. And we know that the Monerujo crowd, a crowd that values having those options, the cyberpunk options. But yeah, it's as 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 we'd always, it's a trade-off. I mean, so we have, uh, yeah, De Demi's saying Aurora Store is a proxy between Google and the user. Okay, so you're basically effectively using the traditional Google Store, but you're not accessing yeah. it as a user. So they don't... You're supposedly getting the same thing, the same right. APK that you're getting from... Got it. Um, awesome, man. And so, yeah, so now now tell us what this, uh, this new feature you guys added. Right. So uh, let me cl clarify something. Maybe I'm just saying things out of order, but since you mentioned the difference between... If just in case that some cake people come and use Monerujo, all right? So you have several wallets. You can have several wallets on the main screen and you will have to open each one. And the whole pocket change thing, it's a per account setting, right? Mm. Just in case people don't know it and to keep it beginner friendly in Monero, you have the tree, right? The, 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 the hierarchical tree of things is you have wallets and then inside each wallet, you have different accounts. And every account has its own sub addresses, right? Yes. So the difference between wallets, sub addresses, and accounts is that you have many accounts on on every wallet. This is it is this is in all wallets, right? In all in all apps, Luho, Cake, whatever. Uh, you have different, and every account has its own balance and spends from the same balance, right? And anything that goes into any sub address goes to the balance of that account. So. If you have two accounts on the same wallet and one wallet, one account has one XMR and the other one is empty, you cannot spend from the empty one by using the funds of the one that has one XMR. You have to send it to yourself. You have to move funds around. But if you receive to an account from different sub-addresses, whatever the amount is, all those sub-addresses are add up to the balance of that account. Does it make kind of sense? So your balance is per account. It's not per wallet. Okay. Right, so pocket change is a per account setting. Right, which is very confusing, but we not, can not go a per, through not like a per wallet setting. It's a per account not, setting. Yeah, we could have made it at a per wallet setting, so it applies to every account inside the wallet. But based on our own usage, and that's why we are releasing it for now as a just the APK in the GitHub. So you have to really want to test this if you want this. This is not going to opt update 
for now if you installed it from the Google Play Store or even the F-Droid, not even if you're on the beta channel on the Play Store, you have to manually go to GitHub and download the latest uh, Monlujo version, right? Mm. So it's not I'm just telling people it's not going it's not going to be there if you don't do this manually. All right. So you have to get it first to get it downloaded first from the GitHub. I'm supposed you're going to put the link on the descriptions afterward. But once you do that and you enter your wallet, you will see it like this. Let me show you. This is my open wallet, right? You go to the settings of the wallet in the top right screen. And the last option that you would see, it says pocket change. Kind of like this, right? Is the option, which show again where the option? is on the top right mm. menu. Once you have your wallet open, this is like a wallet. Yep. You go to the account that you want to use pocket change in. If it's the main one, it's just the main one. Top right menu, you have the settings for the wallet. And the last option is pocket change. Cool. I can present it on the screen, but it's easy. Once you do that, once you do that, you will, be, you will have the option to enable it or disable it. And then uh, you have the option to set the amount, right? Yeah. Okay. So what is going on here or what is it for? As Tony said, one of the biggest pain points for Monero usage in general, which is something that sadly you, you don't encounter daily because you don't use Monero a lot. But in cases like Monerotopia in Mexico, where you have several vendors next to each other that accepted Monero, you will notice that if you use your regular wallet, you spend once, you pay for something in Monero, and then the change that comes back to your wallet for the Monero that you spent is locked for 20 minutes, right? It's locked by design, by Monero design, like a protocol design. It's not cake, Monerujo, whatever. It happens to all of us. It's locked by 10 blocks. Since a block is roughly two minutes approximately, so it's 20 minutes you have to wait for your change to unlock so you will be able to spend again. That's a pain in the ass because basically if you are <laughs> if you are in Monotopia and you should so should you bought true story, you buy some tacos and you also want to buy some drinks, you have to wait 20 minutes between one and the other. Well, let, let's well I'll be honest, I don't run into that issue because I use my wallet so much for you know, not just for sending, but for receiving as well, that I have so yeah. many different, you know, outputs sitting there um, that I, I personally don't like. I, f I feel like the more you use Monero, the less you is my take. Yeah. You know what? I am with you on that because my use, my regular use wallet, like I use it quite a lot. But uh, personal experience, if you don't receive, I mean, if you know, if you don't receive as much in regular amounts or small amounts, and you just use it kind of like symmetrically. I mean, you know, you receive, but you also send, but you also receive, but you also send. What tends to happen is that those coins, so to speak, these, the two exos get merged. So yours is like the best case possible ever, but it's not the usual case, even if you use your, your wallet often. I mean, if you spend more than you receive, something like that, you're not going to be creating change, so to speak. You have mm -hmm. to do that manually. And the way they understand it is that you can, you can do that on cake or on the on the command line wallet. I mean, you can create or just basically manually send to yourself. Um, so if you want to be dug, basically you, <laughs> you can send to yourself several coins in advance and be very wary on not spending those in advance. So you have several coins available for the moment that you need to spend, right? It, it's possible. We are not inventing anything new, 
what we are doing here is like automatically putting a setting that does it automatically for people. And what is important is that we are not only um, making a setting, like a, a tool that does that this for you when you hit that, but also a, a setting that makes it automatically in time. So you forget about it because one of the options will be to just put a button there that says create change, which is basically automate, automatically made a multi, multi-coin transaction, right? It's like going to create change for you once, but you have to remember to check on how many spend you take. So you have, and it's not the, it's not the Monero way in a sense that the Monero way for me is to make it as powerful for, for beginners as it is for, for advanced users, right? So if we have privacy by default, I want a setting that has like change by default, so to speak, my opinion, right? So the way that it works is that if you enable pocket change, it's not only going to, to create change on the next transaction, but it's also going to keep track of how much change you have. And instance, in, in following transactions, they will, it, will mean, it will make as many change as necessary to keep those pockets full, so to speak, right? That's why the setting is important. So basically, if you know you're going to MoneroCon or MoneroTopia or whatever, you go to an account. In my case, I created a special account for pocket change. So I don't fill all my regular wallet with that. I put it pocket change to it. And I sent once, I don't know if you can see it, but I sent once a transaction and the and the at the beginning, just for example, one XMR. And I sent it once to myself to the very same wallet. On that transaction, it created a lot of change for me, like 10, 10 pockets of one 0.1 XMR. So what, what happened is that after that, I can even spend up to 0.1 XMR 10 times, even before the first confirmation. That's what happened. I mean, you just, just like do like this and you skip saying, okay, 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 okay. And that's stress testing it. If you do it more regularly, like, okay, once every two minutes or perhaps five minutes went by and you purchase something else and then you do something else, you have like four or five. And then by the moment you need to spend again, you have the first unlocked ones already unlocked. So you're, you don't even notice the whole thing. And mm -hmm. the, the thing is hidden from this. You just see that the available, the unlocked amounts always have something. Of course, you will have some locked amounts from your transactions, all the, the little change that you get. But eventually you try to spend again and you don't get the, the dreadful message that you don't have unlocked funds to, to spend. You just have always have some spare change to change. Fantastic. And the, and the way that it works is basically that once you enable that setting on the following transaction, you can do it by yourself or just wait for the next time you spend Monero. But on the next transaction, uh, it's going to, let's say, that's what I explained in the article, but let's say you want to spend, I don't know, 0 0.2 and you have the setting point uh, set on, let's create 0 0.1 XMR. As long as you have at least one XMR on the wallet, unless if, if you don't, it's just going to leave pockets empty, right? Mm -hmm. If your balance is not enough. But basically when you do that first transaction, it takes the real transaction, sends the Monero, the way that you, to the address that you, whatever you choose. And it's going to take the, the available funds that are on on your wallet and create like a bunch of five, six or 10 more transactions that goes back to yourself. And then you see 20 minutes after that, you have 10 unlocked pockets of Ponero to spend from the same wallet. If you haven't tried it, try it with Sonita. I mean, it's, it's super weird. It's super weird. It really is weird 
to use a Monero wallet and just be able to spend once and once. And once. I try, I yeah. try, I try it with a, with a StationNet wallet, for example, uh, with uh, I don't know three XMRs and and, and a setting that was a bit higher, a bit higher than zero point one. And I really tried a regular amount, like it was, I don't know, 10 euros or something like that, or like you were paying for drinks or buying something. And I was able to spend more than 20 times before I got the first unlocked. Like in 20 minutes, more than, and, and my limitation wasn't the, um, my limitation was just sending, open the, opening the send again, scanning the QR code again and sending. You do that all the time. I've never yeah, used Monero like that again uh, before. I mean, it's just, it's weird. It looks like Nano or something like that. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, there's probably few people that have used Monero in the real world as much as Sunita and I have, because like yeah. we, we go to conferences where we're handing out as much Monero as we can. Right. So we're trying to get people to download mm -hmm. wallets. We send, we send, we send, we send. So we've run into the problem, obviously. Um, where, you know, in preparation for that conference, we'll send ourselves like, you know, a hundred dollars to a, to a new wallet. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. we're running into the issue. Like I, I said, usually back. then for me, what I was doing in that scenario is I was just using one of my old wallets where I have a bunch of Monero yeah. in it and a bunch exactly. of outputs. And I really never ran into the issue. Um, so it, it, it is, I do like to say that because like people see it kind of as like a critical like thing, but if you use Monero enough and you have the inputs coming out, uh, or you're making enough transactions, you, you always have enough, you always have an output waiting there to be used, right? Yeah. I think the easiest way to explain it to people is like, is like chain, is like bills, right? So it's like if you had a hundred dollar yeah. bill, um, and somebody gave it to you for the first time, right? So you, you don't have Monero, you get Monero for the first time in the form of a hundred somebody sends you a hundred dollars worth of Monero and you have it in, in one hundred dollar bill form. Now you turn around and spend it for the first time, right? You go to mm -hmm. you go to spend it. Um you get you have to wait for that the the change to come back. And now uh if you want to if you want to quickly spend again yeah. Um, you're, you're still waiting for that person to give you back the change from that hundred dollar bill. You have no bills left to spend, right? You gave it, you took a hundred dollar bill out of your pocket. You gave it to, you know, the, you went to buy a cup of coffee for yeah. it. You gave him a hundred bucks and now you're turning around and you want to buy a hot dog. You're still waiting for the guy who has yeah. the hundred dollar bill for the coffee to turn around and give you the change back. Right. So yeah, the moment time, the moment the, the, you have the no energy other, breaks, you have no other bills to spend. You don't have the hundred dollar bill anymore. Yeah. Um. So thinking in terms of bills, and so what you what you do is when you make that spend, you're getting back instead of just in addition to change. Now you're also breaking the hundred dollar bill. So now you have all these other denominations. So now you have whatever five twenties. Um. Mm -hmm. Right. Essentially, is that I in think your, yeah. In your example, think about it. Start thinking about these in terms of like bills, right? And like, and so I always, I always explain, explain like that to people with change because people need first need to understand the concept of change in a cryptocurrency, right? Mm -hmm. Why cannot just send zero point two, and then I still have zero point eight left on my wallet? Well, it, it kind of doesn't work like that because the the in the moment that you received one Monero, one XMR, at first. It's just one bill, just like that you said. Right. And you need to actually break it apart to be able to spend 0 0.8 right. and not the full XMR. So once people understand that with the bill thing, just like you said, you, you have to wait for, this for the change to come back. 
The weird thing about Monero is that if you go to the cafe to the cafe stand first, you buy your cafe and you pay with your your hundred bill, and they give you I don't know if I don't know if you if your cafe if your coffee was bought in Denmark or something is like ten ten euros. <laughs> let's let's keep it like ten euros of coffee, right? They give you ninety bucks um, as change, but the 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 weird moment now is that in real life you can just turn around and use those 90 bucks right away. But in Monero land, those, those, those are given to you in a bag with a lock, with a time lock on it. And it's like, well, I want to spend it right now. It's like, you have to wait Enjoy your 20 minutes until you can rip that bag apart and use your change again. Right. That's the weird part, right? right? What pocket change does or, or what, what you can do is basically it's like, okay, The first time you do that, after the coffee, you have to wait those 20 minutes. But once you can rip that bag apart and you can take your bills out. Yeah, it's you not have, just a $90 instead bill. Of, yeah. yeah, instead of being just a $90 bill, you have a lot of them, right? right? A lot of tens, for example, right. nine tens. Right. And then you can say, oh, okay, the next time that this happens, I can buy something less than 10 or even something that is 20, you use two of them, but I still have the other ones unlocked. So I can do this and this and this and pay, pay. As long as you have those that change created. That, that's the right. whole point of the, of the thing. Right. And like I said, what, but where people really run into the issue is when they're using Monero essentially for the first time, right? Because they're receiving yeah. that, that quote unquote $100 bill uh, and now they want to turn around and spend it and they have to wait. And even after that first, even after that first spend, why would he, why, 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 what's the... Uh... Yeah. Hold that part. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, I'm with you that if you use a Monero wallet often, you run into this. Because yeah, you have so less. you have so many pieces, you have so many bills in your wallet waiting to be spent, right? Yeah, but you you have to get like sarang here to explain it properly. But um, Monero is actually smart, so it tries to minimize. Basically, it tries to do the opposite of what we are trying to do here. So what is going to happen if that if you have many changes, it's going to try to use that change to paper for stuff. So you have less change. You have less dust, so to speak. You have less little coins running around in your wallet. So it will try to be smart and get those UTXOs together so you have less change, no more, eventually. It's consolidating your... It tries saying. to consolidate. I, I don't yes. run it. I'm, I'm just saying, I don't run because I'm, I'm a great use case, right? Because I'm doing it all the time. I really, I really, rarely, I don't think I ran into the issue on my, like, a, one large wallet that I have. I've you are the people, other... you are the person that uses the Monero the most in the whole New York state. <laughs> you doubted that? But if you're, if you're actually living off Monero, yeah, you are. I know, I know. Much, right? Like if we get to the point where people are using, so I just like to say that too, because I do people like, especially those that want to FUD Monero, right? They'll say, oh, you can't even use Monero because you got to wait 20 minutes after you send every transaction. Yeah. It's just not true. If you use Monero, you don't, and you're using it all the time, That's just not the case. You could go, yeah. you could go into a store, you could buy a cup of coffee, you could turn around and you can buy a donut, a donut guy two minutes later. Mm -hmm. And if you're using Monero all the time, you're just always going to have bills there that are waiting to be used. Uh, sure. But your, your solution is, is beautiful for to ensuring that people don't even run into that issue, right? Especially for those that maybe don't use it that much. Uh, it really just keeps breaking the it's, chain. You have you have a ton of you have a ton of bills sitting in your pocket waiting to be spent, and you do it in a way 
where it's happening naturally as you're using Monero. So you don't even notice it, right? It's just that initial, you got to turn the feature on, you go to spend as you normally would. And now as you're mm -hmm. spending, you're just getting more and more extra bills broken down to spend later. You should you shouldn't notice anything different. I mean, because uh, basically because when be when stuff works, we don't notice it. <laughs> we notice it when it's annoying. So right. if you right. enable that, of course, we are not doing this by default. You have to manually enable right. this. Um, one of the reasons that we we spend many months working on this, uh, especially M twenty forty nine, which is actually the the main dev of Monerujo. Uh, it was very complicated to reason it first and all the little uh, rules to how, when to create change, how much, whatever. So it's kind of different, difficult, but if it works, it should, you, you should not, you should not notice it. And one of the reasons that we release it like this is because MoneroCon is on the horizon. So it's the same case um, as in Monerotopia. More than one people that uses Monero is going to be there in the same place trying to pay stuff with Monero. <laughs> so it's, it's like the Perfect. best stress, stress test place yes. that we have. No, these are that. great. These real world yes. events. And, it, and it should only be downloaded by people that want to try this and want to get his, hand, his hands dirty. Uh, we are getting a lot of uh, feedback from, from some of our users regarding, well, but how many pockets, how much change, what, what makes a uh, reason, how to make it more resilient to the chain analysis. We don't want to do anything that degrades uh, privacy in some in, uh, aspect. It doesn't because it's like it's a normal, normal model transaction. We are not doing anything weird or wrong. But some people argue that it's, oh, it's better if it's two pockets or if it's 16, so it matches the amount of um, of uh, signatures in the ring. Uh, so this is the test period, right? Use it, try, test it, provide feedback. Let's see how it works. Um, yeah, people we said are saying there's there's privacy concerns there potentially. Is that what you're no, saying? no, okay. not really for you. It's just for example, so people said that okay, but doesn't this create like blockchain bloat because you're making more transactions? We're we basically making ten transactions instead of just making one to spend and my reply would be yes and so, so basically we are trying to get monero used more not less right i don't care if it's just no, me I, or I 10 more people had, somebody had made a a privacy claim right because, i don't know now now you'd be able to because now you're creating all these these outputs of fixed denomination that people can yeah. start to notice is it like this so you can start to distinguish perhaps like is there look the details, uh, it it's it's it goes above me because for for the way that the standing is first the amounts are, are hidden right? right so that that is not an issue right this would just be a more, big signature issue this yeah way. more like okay but it's so like there are ten transactions that are doing at the same time so that could be like the issue not the amounts yeah, and not the receivers. More more technical on that side of things. Yes. Try to give us some insight, like Justin Bieber. But what makes. I understand, you could you could you could guess that 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 was a pocket change transaction, so to speak. Right. But of That's course, of focused. course, of course, you cannot know who right. made so that, it. So or, now you know that it's an uh, you know a Monerujo user, perhaps. Yeah. Right? It's uh, yes, something like that. Right. Something but once like everybody's that. using pocket change, like once like this becomes a standard. Um, then that that kind of goes away as well, right? And of so, course, there are a lot of little details that you can tinker with. So all the amounts are not all the same all the time. But 
again, it's just like with the with the decoy selection thing in Monero itself, that as long as we are using ring signatures instead of just hiding the whole CK stuff uh, completely, you're you are running into this heuristics analysis that, yeah, but you can kind of guess with a 20% certainty that one of the signatures in this ring is never going to be perfect. Ring signatures is right. a great solution that we keep making better and better and better, and we can add more members and all that, but eventually it's it's always going to have his flaws, right? So this is kind of, I see this as kind of the same thing. Okay, it's not perfect. Let's make it better or let's, let's make it good enough. Yeah, De Demi is saying, uh, if anything, maybe uh, Pocket Chains is probably improving anonymity set as well, right? I, I mean, we, we, I, I don't know. We got to talk to like a Justin Berman or something, but that makes sense too, right? Because now you have all these, these new uh, outputs to choose from, right? So the anonymity. Yeah, in a way, you're kind of churning. Right. Which, which is something that some people, again, Monero community is very special. Some people say it's good. Some people say it's not good. But somebody's it's asking sending stuff to yourself right somebody's asking oops what was the question uh i would point out is the slider is the slider set on time amount or number pocket no the slider right now you cannot choose how many pockets you use it's fixed on 10 but the sliders decides how big the is the, is those pockets what is the amount right reasoning behind that is for example uh, I, I missed the, the price report. How much is Monero now? 150, something like that? It's, uh, like 140 or something. 140. Okay. If you use the lowest setting that is uh, 0.1, every pocket will be, will be filled with uh, equivalent to $14, if I'm not doing the math wrong. Right, right, right. right. So it's an amount that is good for coffee and something or maybe even a dinner or something, right? Yes. You get 10, 10 of those created. If you set the amount higher, yeah, and if you have uh, higher amounts of Monero in your wallet, you can use it for more for more expensive purchases. But again, I don't know who's going to use, I don't know the biggest one. I don't remember how much is the biggest one. I don't know who is going to spend more than one XMR in less than 20 minutes continuously. Yeah. Oh, I also like the way- The highest uh... one is 1.3, 1.3 Monero. So it's like- have to spend two hundred dollars <laughs> ten times before before twenty minutes go by. I don't know. I also like your Monero to the setting where you you how you want to value your your Monero, right? So I just have it in terms of XMR instead of USD. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah, um, one of the things that some users ask for and we haven't done still is to be able to make that option sticky. So people really want to have their wallets denominated. I don't know in USD or euros. Mm -hmm. all the time i just have the xmr number as a backup so to speak so right now the moment that it works is that every time you close and open your wallet again you will see it in xmr again some people want that sticky for example to make it like yeah i always want to see my money in usd oh okay no I'll keep it, it depends on how, how <laughs> your your maximalist your maximalist <laughs> level in it's, it's also better psychologically <laughs> right? you don't see it fluctuating around you're like oh no yeah, it's yeah. still sitting there so. <laughs> Well, Monero. It's just Monero. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to buy me a lot less today. But not mm -hmm. uh, awesome job, man. Ex exciting stuff. So, but yeah, currently it's not, it hasn't been released through the, the app. It's not a, an update on the app itself. You have to go download it no. on GitHub. So when is it going to be part of the regular app release? 
it's like probably af- probably in a few weeks after Monero comes, or okay. just right before or basically right after because really um so we see this as something that it cares people that would care for this is people that that actually do use monero regularly and if you're already on that use case regardless of if you go to MoneroCon or not uh you can download it and use it right now for yourself if you want but we we understand MoneroCon as a as a good testing case for it we are going to be using it ourselves trying to pay for stuff and luckily we got news uh, we were kind of worried. I was myself kind of worried about that, but luckily we got confirmation a couple of days ago that we are supposedly, let's just put everything between <laughs> air quotes, but supposedly we will be able to pay in the Bitcoin Cafe in parallel ponies with Monero. Yeah, I should hope so. Bitcoin. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. On, it was supposed to be the case, then it wasn't, and then... What, what's what's the looks, freaking it, debate? I mean, we were able to get people. It looks like know, it's a reality again. Yeah. They can't get <laughs> cypherpunks that run the cypherpunk institution to agree to accept Monero. Come on, let's guys. not say everything that we think because we are on a live stream right now. But <laughs> it looks like in the at the bar we can always we can also be able to. I hope so. Going to be Jesus. able to to pay with Monero as well. Yes, I'll, I'll, and of course you always have. Um, not always, but I think at least in Lisbon, you have some merch that you can buy with Monero as well uh, from the Monero hardware team. We'll be selling. We'll be selling. Co- Actually, the coffee, all the coffee at MoneroCon will be gratuitous coffee, uh, like because the, they're obviously giving away coffee. But then we'll also be selling bags of coffee, and then we're going to yeah. be selling wine as well. Actually, so we have somebody in Portugal providing, and they they we're using Monero to purchase the wine directly from the vineyard. The guy nice. Was, so it's a Monero friendly vineyard. Yeah, he yeah. agreed to accept Monero. Uh, we're, so we're going to have like 20, 20 bottles of wine there for sale for Monero, and they were purchased with Monero. So. He's trying to dethrone the Barolo as the Monero wine. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Yes. Okay. So right. we are getting we are getting um, coffee from Guatemala. Coffee wine from Colombia. No, no, Colombia. It's from from Colombia. Colombia. Yep. Colombia. Coffee from Colombia. Wine from Portugal. And I've been told that there are going to be mate drinks as well from Paraguay, oh not from Argentina. Oh. Um, <laughs> not yet. But it's a different kind of mate. It's a different kind of mate. They drink it cold, which is good for summer. Drinking cold with some some fruits there, like maybe that. some orange juice, something like that. Yeah. So we will see. I gotta get into the mate. I gotta get back into the mate. mate. Dude, I'm telling you, you Minerotopia in in uh, Buenos Aires is high up on there on the list. I don't know. What do you think? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrified. <laughs> Um, uh, no, I told, I mean, Buenos Aires, it's, uh, uh, the formal re- re- response would be Buenos Aires is a very nice city to make a crypto related thing because crypto here has been adopted, not yeah. in masses, but since pretty much the beginning. Uh, if you, if you real, out of a real need, it's not like just people that out are- of a real need, you don't have to explain the, 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 how bad fiat money is to anybody here. And people are more than willing to risk investing, so to speak, in um, in basically anything because even Monero goes up against the peso all the time. So mm-hmm. it, it always looks like a like a good investment. Um, but yeah, if you read any like Bitcoin storybook, you you, you will see that many of the first Bitcoiners were Argentinians or uh, or, or or many of the first 
Bitcoin related companies or ventures, uh, ventures were Argentinian. And the same goes with the Ethereum community. Must, must know about many of the Ethereum developments and teams are or from Argentina or are integrated by Argentinians living abroad. So people are very aware of that. It's not massive adoption. It's not like you go to the groceries and you pay with crypto, but for personal savings and for basically to work for abroad and be able to, to earn in something that is not pesos, people use that all the time. Uh, crypto is very adopted in the tech community or what whoever works for for basically for USD uh, abroad just gets crypto and sells crypto in the black market here, so to speak, peer to peer. So that's you the way to to go around uh, monetary restrictions here. You think we'd be able to pull in locals like we did in Mexico? You think there'd be some some good local interest in a Monerotopia conference? Like you know, same type of I vibe. Think... We keep it super cheap for local. Like would they come check it out? You know, same thing with the marketplace and all that. I think, I some... think so. I think so. I really think so. Uh, Monero awareness is basically non-existent, sincere. But on the same time, I think that if you talk with uh, people who set up a market or something like that, the interest is going to be there. and They will be friendly towards crypto or whatever that you propose because out of need. I mean, um, and also interest. People are, are looking, uh, looking for alternatives all the time here all the time so i think that 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 will work and unless we to be to be frank unless we do a quick turnaround of the economic situation here we are already above 100 inflation yearly above uh aiming towards 130 if you believe some people next year so it's going to be cheap um yeah mostly exactly. to set some anything here yeah uh the co <laughs> yes the, the downside for most people attending, I, I, I've been asked about MoneroCon as well, to be able to make it in Argentina. And the, the, the biggest con for everybody else is just the flight. I mean, it's, yeah. it's simply yeah. further away. Well, so, let, let MoneroCon stay, stay in Europe and we'll, we'll hold down. Uh, you want to be the Americas guy. The I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like Western against, yes. I don't mind. <laughs> Um, you know, we gotta divide yeah, yeah, yeah. and divide. Yeah. Besides that, I mean, Buenos Aires is a huge city. It's yeah, as much beautiful. just like like Mexico City, which is also huge, or San Pablo. Yeah. It's like millions of people live here, so you have thousands and thousands of restaurants, bar, everything else. It's a beautiful. super lively city, and we yeah. have the uh, one thing that we have is kind of the the inheritance of the Spaniards and Italians and all that. It's basically yeah. like a fake Spain or Italy here <laughs> in Buenos Aires, which is we tend to sleep very late and you can stay up early. I was there years ago. We were getting dinner like we we were, yeah, like 10 you can get dinner or enter there. a restaurant at 12 in the, in the yeah. <laughs> midnight. And families were strolling in at like 11 p.m. But like young yeah, kids. Yeah, for sure. Like, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. so people people tend to, to have a good time here because it's very friendly towards that. You you have a lot of lot of lots a lot of to do and places to go. It's a very big city, very cosmopolitan. So. And, and we have you there, man. I mean, uh, you're one of a kind, Andres. One of a kind is not the, necessarily the a good thing. It's just, it's just that is me. Yeah, yeah. No, we have a couple more. We have a, a couple more, but yeah, really the... the He's like, just me. The, 
Yeah, yeah. Basically, the, the, the Monero community is very small. But again, I think that it's events like that that bring awareness as well. Um, for example, I think it is today. I'm not going, but I think it is today. Uh, the Bitcoin, like the official Bitcoin space here in Buenos Aires, one of the first ones, is like uh -huh. called Bitcoin Argentina, uh, is 10 years old mm -hmm. now. It's, a, it's an NGO, you, you would say, mm -hmm. uh, to bring Bitcoin awareness and crypto in general. It's the first place that I've been invited like five years ago or something to, to present about Monero. So they are not like super maximalists and all that. And today they are organizing, see, I think it's today, they are organizing this afternoon uh, a gathering on a stadium to create like the biggest B in the world. So basically they are getting people that are Bitcoiners together okay. to make a B out of people and photography from above. Oh, wow. that's cool. Yeah. So awesome. if you can pull that off, there are people like no cryptocurrencies. Yeah. I mean, there are thousands and thousands of people Uh, actually using cryptocurrency daily in Argentina. It's just that it's in the Monero fashion. It's under the radar right. of everybody else. Right, right, right. All right, man. Um, I guess we could see if, if does do anybody want to... Yeah. yeah, anybody want to jump up? People. Yeah, stick around for a sec if you can. We'll see if there's anybody out there that wants to jump up sure. on stage. Let's... We'll throw the, throw the link in there. I already... We got a few people. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. yeah, let's do it. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Hello, hello. We have on board. Sweet. Yeah, for those that are listening on Twitter Spaces, I mean, uh, I don't know. We haven't been jumping in the spaces. It's just better on StreamYard, right? Yeah, it's just smoother. Smoother. Yeah, yeah. We get It makes for better quality. Uh, we'll drop... You want to drop the StreamYard link in the spaces? Yeah. Because maybe there's to. people on spaces that want to come up. For those of you that are in spaces, it's super easy. You just click the link. You don't need to like download an app or sign up 10 as you write up on here. Um, who do we got? We got up here. We got D Martian. Oh, we got D Martian. Yeah, What's going on, Martian. man? We got uh, Alaska Anon. I have a feeling <laughs> who, who that might be. And Deegan. D Martian, what's going on? I muted you. Want to talk? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello. Oh, <laughs> familiar <very> sounding <laughs> voice. How's it going? Well, we are eternally blessed here in the Arctic Circle. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, you have any uh, questions? How's the, how's the weather? Uh, it's warm and sunny and beautiful and green for six months for nonstop. <laughs> uh, I, I did actually have um, a question for Andreas. So um, you had mentioned that you're using it, uh, you know, like publicly in, in, in normie mode, let's call it like in safe mode or however you want to describe it. Can you share any other quirks with us other than, as you had said before, like the new guy uh, spending problem? Are there any other quirks that uh, devs should be aware of? That that was one of the reasons why I started the Get Graphene OS thing that they were talking about at the beginning of the show was over and over again, I was finding that people found it way too difficult, a barrier of entry to just get a smartphone. Uh, and I'm wondering, what have you found from interacting with people uh, onboarding with Monero, other than what we've already described in the show? Well, uh, from my experience, experience onboarding people, one of the most annoying things that is very much related to pocket change, but pocket change doesn't solve that, since you have to 
you get the benefits of the, the first transaction, basically, uh, is that, for example, you onboard someone, you, you create their wallet for the first time, and you send them Monero, and then even if you have pocket change enabled, they have to wait 20 minutes more to be able to send it again. So, and you can ask, well, but they just got Monero. Why, why do they want to, to sell Monero again? Yeah, because when you're trying to explain people how it works, you want to for them to be able to receive and send in front of you so they understand how to do it. So basically, we have a workshop uh, in Monerotopia, and I had to do the whole thing from two different wallets to two different guys and list, keep talking for 20 minutes, <laughs> making stuff up. So the amount unlocked, and they could try in front of me how to send to the to themselves, right? To each other. Okay, let's just play play a role game now. And you buy something from her, you play something. And after, in the first interaction, they get into this roadblock. I mean, it, it looks very unnatural for them. You're just explaining how Monero works. If they are very, very beginners and they don't understand why they cannot sell it again because they see them, they see the Monero coming into. So that's a quirk. Um the other thing that that is not uh, is not bad, but you will notice it is that when you open a transaction that you made with pocket change enabled, um, let me see if I find one here. Okay, this one. This is my the first transaction that I do after making pocket change enabled focus. When you go into the details screen, you will see that it's very, very long because you get all the transactions IDs and all the the destination addresses and all that for 10 for 10 different transactions actually so when you when you see it on the on your main screen it looks like one but if you go into the transaction details you get you see all of that so not not many beginner uh, users uh, check the details of a transaction but if you do you will see that it's very kind of weird because you have a lot a lot of uh, and you can see if you want to check if it works for yourself you just make a pocket change transaction and you see them below it and it says for example in this case that i sent 0 0.0011 and then it created uh, and then it created a lot of 0 0.1 transactions besides that you don't have anything you don't notice anything i found i found the whole concept very interesting because uh as soon as you had mentioned what it is that you were doing and how you were doing it my first thought was it would be very easy to tweak what it is that you have set up here to improve the anonymity set now it would be a little more complicated of a code base but the thing is is you've mm -hmm. done a very important conceptual step forward where you could you could take the the uh the pocket change breakdown and you know you could add like maybe a simple timer or you could add uh a little bit of randomness where you know the first four changes are randomly generated between this number and this number and then the rest are generated to make the the number your target number and right there you have for yourself several more transaction obfuscations now I, I, obviously a lot of thinking would have to be done how best to implement this but it seems like a no-brainer to me that this could really rapidly improve the anonymity set and uh, not that it's even uh, too weak now it's great now but it, it could make it even greater so it, it, transactions today would be future proof you know a hundred years from now yeah for sure 
Every every question that I have myself uh, regarding that, the full credit of everything technical here goes to M2489er, coded the whole thing and made all the math to make it work. Um, every question that I had had like three different answers because everything that you you, you touch or you tweak, it makes it or even harder for, from the coding perspective or more complicated. So every time you get into more complexity, of course, you are risking um having an error made up in the process somewhere um but yeah for sure it's all up in the air the discussions about how much amounts how the amounts are calculated how many pockets so to speak um the way that it works i don't know if i said it it, it works by sending to your first tens of addresses uh, that's the way that it, it avoids it getting all the change merged again so to speak um, so the first ten tens of addresses of your account is, are the ones that are going to get the change. On a sad note, I would like to uh, make a donation to Digun's uh, Monero node uh, machine, please. Oh no, that's Digun. ours, man. That's ours. No, I'm saying I want to. I want to. I want to purchase his first. Uh, I would like to send the money to buy. Digun's uh, Monero Noto. If, no, the uh, Mon I'm saying, yeah, the Monero Noto is our project. I know it's your project. I'm saying I want to buy the first one for Digun, if you could. Oh, for Digun. Amazing. Yes. Holy if shit. you could uh, get in touch with me afterward, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so, yeah, Alaska Anon, I guess those that are putting the piece together, is the one that was so kind to give me my first Google phone. And he's the one we, we just we just did a Monero talk this amazing amazing person as I'm sure you can already uh, decipher the few moments he's been up here. Wow, thank you, man. That that's that's very nice of you. Digun, are you still there? Yes, I, I just muted myself. Wow, that's very generous. <laughs> <laughs> I think we met at MoneroCon, um, the Monerotopia also. I remember being very yes, yes, we did locked into your conversation talking about your um, graph your phone project that's right that's uh we have met before and body i met body too down there which is yet another reason people if you're not going to these monerotopias you really have to take a hard look at your life and figure out what's wrong with you uh, <laughs> body you there uh, hey sorry had to go turn off my plans so it didn't uh, no worries um yeah, no, J Jake was a tremendous help at me as well. In addition, my D Google phone. Uh, all right. Um, thanks, for, thanks for getting Doug to use an Android phone. Yes. A pure Android. Body, you got you have any comments based on uh, what we heard today? Not really. I mean, you guys are awesome. You all are bringing all the good stuff to the table. I appreciate everyone. Uh, Alaska Anon, anything else you want to leave people with or any other questions to Andres? Um, I think he makes a good point about, I mean, some of the things that he said earlier, it, I'm really leaning toward maybe the next Monerotopia also being in Mexico, maybe not necessarily Mexico city. I don't know, but it's, I think maybe Mexico is the right place next year too, but uh, that's up to you, right? You're the captain of the ship. So <laughs> I'm taking it all in. No, I understand. Well, Argentina is far. It's far, especially if you're coming from Alaska, <laughs> it's, it's a decent trip, right? Everywhere uh, okay, is far, far if you're in Alaska. <laughs> unless you come from Brazil, it's far. Uh, all right, guys. I think we'll we'll wrap it up here. Unless anybody has any final questions for Andreas or anybody want to bring anything up to close it out. Anything? Any any final comments for this week? Otherwise, I'm going to go feast on some organic free-range eggs and bacon. Anybody? Anything? Andreas, anything you want to leave us with? No. 
No, just just thank you for for the opportunity to explain this again to people. And just saying to everybody else that check well, you can leave an, a link down there or check check uh, any of our social channels, uh, Monerujo, Monerujo Wallet on Twitter or on Reddit or whatever. And the links, or if you can go straight to the GitHub, uh, even better. The website for us is monerujo.io. Uh, but you will reach you will reach the GitHub where it's basically is the la latest release that has Pocket Change in and check it try it for yourself if you are in doubt use a regular wallet that you have and create a different account uh, if you are like worried of the change or whatever or you don't want to mess up with your normal wallet you can use your normal wallet and just create a different account for specifically for Pocket Change and try it there uh, send some you don't even have to wait for the first monero spending that you need you just can send to yourself change is going to be created and play with it play with it and provide feedback get on any of our channels we are on matrix we are on twitter we are on reddit and telegram as well send feedback send ideas uh, this is uh, not a work in progress in the sense that it's not done uh, it actually works just as it is it may be it may very well be their final uh, shape But if we get enough feedback or something that is crazy that we haven't thought about it, we can consider it and, and provide it. And in a couple of weeks, if everything goes well and nothing breaks, we are uh, we <laughs> because it always does. Uh, we are going to release it for the masses, and this is going to be a reality for everybody using Monero. Awesome, man. All right, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Andreas, as always, for jumping on. Um, Alaska Anon, thank you, man. Thanks. I'm again. sorry. One more thing. Sorry. And we are also attending MonoroCon, just in case it wasn't it wasn't clear. So, yes. so if anybody besides you, you two, that we already met on very, in, in, in more than one continent. <laughs> no, we had a really good time. We 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 need to find a, a cave, our cave a restaurant cave, in Prague. Another pyramid. Another cave. But anybody that is going to attend Monorocon and want to reach to us in person, we are going to be there. Merujo presence there. So reach out, uh, say hello, and it will be very nice to meet Monerujo users in the flesh. Yeah, you guys can use Monero Talk 23 discount code, 23% off. Uh, yeah, we'll close it out there. Thank you, everybody. Thank, thank you, you Digun, as always. Uh, thank you, Alaska Anon, Jake, man. Um, greatly appreciate the new phone and the offer to buy Digun, uh, a Monero Nota. I'll, I'll certainly hit you up for that. Body, thanks as always, man. On session, of course. Hit me up on session. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only way. Um, all, right. all right, guys. Thanks. Have a good Bye. weekend, everyone. Remember, one Monero always equals one oh Monero. Adios. Adios. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.